I assure you that We are back with another episode, ladies and gentlemen, of the Common Chaos Podcast, your one-stop shop for that beautiful balance of chaos and order. As always, I am your host, Brian Kern, the host with the most, and this is the podcast where we talk about the good, the bad, and all the ugly in between of life, and uh, I'm here to provide you my perspective, give you a little bit of a hot take, if you will on life and what's going on and all the craziness that we're involved in if you're familiar with the show you know to check us out at commonchaos.net the common chaos on instagram and twitter if you want to engage in the post the talking points the subjects that i'm going to be bringing up the topics that we're going to be discussing a lot of this podcast has to do with you the listeners my friends my family the fans if you will uh, the people that are involved with this behind the scenes are those that just engage with me on a daily basis uh, and through the social media. So I highly encourage you guys to do that. You can also sign up for my email list through the website. Head on over to commonchaos.net. Uh, if you sign up for the uh, email list, you get, I believe, a t-shirt or a tank top of your choosing. As long as I have the quantity left, it's free. So head on over, sign up, email list. Uh, in the details of the sign up, just give me your shirt size and which design you want. I have three of them and I am, uh, I, I'm going to retire these designs. I've gotten a few orders over the years of each of them. People seem to enjoy them. Um, and yeah, I'm going to be getting rid of them after this last whole, like, session here with these shirts and I've, I've done this for about a year now where I just give them out with the email list uh, I do send out emails you're only going to get a couple of them I do one or two a month so don't worry I'm not going to blast you up too much um, but yeah you can get some cool shirts that I have left if you guys want to check them out uh, but that's also a great way to just engage with the topics that I'm talking about check out some uh, either projects that I'm working on resources that I've been discussing or you can check out the sponsors which I'm going to discuss here in a second and yeah so commonchaos.net the common chaos for all the socials uh, the sponsors of the podcast, as always, are two great sponsors that I use on the regular. The first is going to be Phoenix Fit. You can head on over to phoenixfit.com. That's F-N-X-F-I-T.com. You can save yourself 15% on anything and everything through the website. They do supplements. They are a fitness company and a gym based out of here in the United States of America, the good old USA. All of their products are manufactured and produced here in the United States as well. And uh, they're fantastic products. You guys can check them out. They are considered premium supplements. They have pre-workouts. They have your essentials uh, in the health department. So they're going to have your fish oils. They're going to have your vitamins, the whole spectrum of them. They're going to have your CBD. They're going to have your pre-post-workouts. They're going to have your collagen, your healthy greens. They're going to have anything and everything you're going to expect from a supplement company. These are premium supplements. So you guys are going to be paying top dollar for them. But you're lucky enough to get my discount. That's right. Again, 15% using the promo code CHAOSFNX at checkout. Um, highly recommend check. They also have fantastic apparel. I get, uh, whenever they send me their little goodie bags, I always make sure that I get some new merch. Uh, they have great shirts. They have great gym gear. I use their shorts for, their shorts for jujitsu um, and for just regular gym sessions. They're phenomenal. So check them out, phoenixfit.com. That's F-N-X-F-I-T.com. The next product is going to be Fightback CBD. To learn all about Fightback CBD, please check out episode 59 of the podcast featuring owner and founder Justin McClenney. He's a good buddy of mine, a fellow jiu-jitsu practitioner and an all-around amazing human being. He is the owner of Fightback CBD and the mastermind behind it. They are, in my opinion, the best CBD product out on the market. They're probably the biggest here in Austin, Texas. He sponsors athletes worldwide. He sponsors uh, just phenomenal, uh, a phenomenal array of people uh, myself included the podcast here included is largely possible because of Justin and Fightback CBD and what they do and if you guys want to give back to the community and help people and you may not be a Fightback CB or a, a CBD user rather uh, Justin is also uh, in recovery he's been in recovery for several years and he gives back to the community and one of the most uh, and one of the best ways possible and that's directly so portions of the proceeds that you guys spend on Fightback CBD 
uh, go to helping those in recovery. They go to assisting sponsorship programs for those that are on the road to uh, either being in rehab, getting out of rehab, and need to be reacclimated into the world. Uh, Justin knows all about that and speaks to that uh, in our episode. So don't forget to check that out. You're going to learn all about the great product and the great program that Justin runs. And he is very well connected, not only on the product side, he has his CBD tested through various labs. uh, And he provides that information very transparently up front to the customers when they go through and they purchase it. He's got a wide range of products as well. But he also uh, is very well connected in the recovery and sponsorship programs as well. So he's well connected throughout uh, those. So even if you just know someone that needs help or you yourself needs help check out fightbackcbd.com fightbackcbd on instagram and when you go to the website you can save 20 percent by using the promo code chaos at checkout that's chaos at checkout and you guys can save 20 percent on anything and everything through fightbackcbd.com uh he sometimes does rash guards too for you got jujitsu guys he has apparel as well um but it's primarily cbd products so check it out fightbackcbd.com phoenixfit.com both phenomenal sponsors and again they're the reason that this show continues the way that it does and so are you guys so if you like what we're talking about or you guys feel that this podcast is serving a purpose in your life all i ask is a share a like a follow a subscribe whatever you feel is worthy uh just get it out there share it with a friend if you think it's going to help them or you think it's interesting or you got a laugh out of it um even if you guys want to give me some constructive criticism or talk some shit i'm always engaging with the fan base because again it's the lifeblood So, the episode today, if you haven't picked up already, is about health. Okay, the road to health is paved with good intentions. And, you know, I wish that that was the case. And I think that for a lot of us, health has become a major focus for for just our everyday lives. And uh, in reality, it should be. It should be priority number one. I made the comment to my wife recently just because of some stuff I got going on that I'm going to put health as my number one priority in life. And she said it should have been. <laughs> so I was like, well, obviously, you know, I've, I've, for those that know about me, I used to be overweight. I used to be like 240, 250 pounds. Now I'm like 170, like walking around weight. I still do carry some body fat on me. Uh, but health for at least the last 10 years of my life has been what I thought was really important. Um, I saw being overweight as an issue. felt like shit constantly. I was out of shape. When I was working out, I wasn't working out properly or paying any attention to what I was doing or doing anything correct, form, nutrients, any of that. I knew absolutely nothing. And I still don't, not here to claim that I know everything, but what I do know is a complete 180 on what I did not know. And I've been able to, what I think, is take some drastic steps in bettering my health and bettering myself. Um, You know, and this is coming from a guy who primarily just didn't give a fuck in his early 20s, late teens. You know, I ate a lot of garbage. I drank a lot of alcohol and partied a lot and just, you know, didn't necessarily start putting my body at the forefront of my mind until, you know, my mid-20s. And, you know, now being 34, I'm... I feel fantastic despite the last maybe two months, a month of, month and a half of just weird, um, which I'm going to kind of go into and why this is all centering around health. But, you know, at 34, I attribute to a lot of the changes and a lot of the steps that I took at 25 to feeling as good as I do now. I have a lot of friends that are my age and unless they're active with, you know, some, in some way, they're not in the best shape. You know, they're not in the best, they don't have the best bill of health, if you will. And for me, what I've got going on is, so I got COVID at the end of May. I talked about that briefly on an episode or two recently. Um, And then for the last two weeks, solid two weeks, I've had some sort of like gastric issue. Not too sure what it is. I've consulted a nurse and also seen my doctor and they've got, and also WebMD, I've been online every day, uh, and I've, so I'm, I'm taking some medicine, monitoring it, seeing what it is, and I suppose I'm feeling better over the last couple of days, but for, for sure, the last two weeks, I have been just cursing my health and cursing myself, my, my stomach is just 
the worst it's ever felt. You know, I've had like Chipotle belly, if that's what you want to call it. Or I've had the time where, you know, uh, I know that it's just going to be a rough time as my food is digesting. And I think we've all been there and kind of experienced those things. And we can understand if we're listening to our bodies enough and I definitely do when something's not right and something's definitely not right with me currently. I don't know what it is. I hope it's nothing crazy. Uh, you know, of course, me being a hypochondriac and everything's wrong and anxieties through the roof, like I'm dying. <laughs> you know, I've, I've only got months to live in my head. Uh, you know, I, but I honestly, jokes aside, I, I, you know, I'm taking this serious and I'm trying my best to nip it in the butt and just... I don't know, course correct. And so I thought it was important to talk about health and why it should be at the forefront of everyone's mind. I think everybody probably at one point acknowledges that we're fleeting, right? We are pretty fragile creatures on this planet and we don't have infinite amount of time here. We don't have a whole lot of things to get involved in and get tied up in and health above anything is probably going to be what allows us to prolong our time here you know granted one of the kajillion ways some shit could happen and you can die but with that being said you know i don't know if it's covid that's caused more people there's okay with that being said let me step back for a second there's obviously an emphasis on health more now than there's ever been it's not to say that it's the best uh overall assessment of health, I guess, if you want to call that. There are some differing opinions on a lot of shit and what is considered healthy and what's not considered healthy, including medicine. So not just diet, but medicine. Uh, hey, what's up? My beautiful wife just got here and said, what's up? So, hey. Um, yeah, I think that with everybody putting health at the forefront there's obviously going to be a lot of conflicting information and a lot of conflicting resources so a lot of us don't really know where to start or where to go um but in reality we have a lot of options and a lot of tools and resources at our fingertips that can get us in the right direction i'm going to try to be specific with my resources here only because um i've with this specific topic, I want to be intentional and I want to make sure that I kind of paint the picture of what maybe organizing getting your health in check kind of looks like, at least for me, because again, I, I do feel very confident in my health most of the time, um, you know, despite injuries and whatnot. And I even know that that kind of stuff goes into your health. Like, are you stretching properly? And as we get older, our bodies just become more and more fragile and the physical health that we go through on top of the mental health, you know, the the damage just begins to really compound. Honestly, it does. And so we got to make sure at some point during our lifespan to take our health seriously. <laughs> and I think for a lot of people, it's just knowing where to start and asking the right questions. First and foremost, I would think a doctor, a primary doctor, a care physician, uh, somebody that knows what they're talking about, a nurse. I said that I consulted with a nurse and also went and saw my doctor. So the example of that is my wife's mo mother is a nurse. You know, somebody that is related into the field and knows what they're talking about. And she is just like, she, she can do it all. She's a nurse practitioner, I believe is what it is considered. Uh, so she's a nurse. She definitely knows what's going on, right? So consulted with just a resource that I have available to me, right? And that wasn't a doctor's appointment, didn't necessarily need insurance, make the appointment, have to wait. Obviously, if you're dying, emergency room, shit like that. But if you feel that you're not in just, you know, good health, first and foremost, like you're sitting there and, hey, my health isn't where I necessarily want it to be, um, you know, who can I go to that can probably lead me in the right direction? Obviously, doctors, nurses, things like that. Maybe avoid going online. I want to just paint that picture real quick for everybody because that's what I did. And I, again, think I have, like, the worst stomach cancer of all time. And, you know, I just, what does that do? That doesn't do anything for me other than stress me out and make my mental health that much worse. And I, when I say mental health, I don't want to necessarily paint the picture of, like, depression um, or... But I also want to paint the picture of depression, I guess. So 
not to focus on it too much, but mental health isn't just about your mental well-being and what your thoughts are and how that affects your mood and your attitude, but it also has so much to do with like your internal health, your gut health specifically, um, your ability to recover, stress, uh, ulcers are induced by stress. I'm, I've always known that and always thought that, oh, if you just worry too much, your tummy's going to hurt and that's what an ulcer is. But it's like, no, there's an actual like muscle contraction in your stomach uh, that is it happens when we're stressed, when we're going through tense situations. We have these certain contractions in our stomach that take place that cause ulcers. And a lot of those contractions come about when we're stressed or we're in these situations where maybe, you know, our stomach is actually going through this physical thing that is causing it to then have these, you know, circum or these uh, consequences, if you will, at the end. And uh, just learning certain things about the way our bodies work is going to enlighten people with information that they need to know. And now I say, hey, maybe stay off the internet. I, I guess just be educational or be intentional with what you're doing. Don't just, you know, obviously I... I a lot of this is I'm trying to be facetious. It's really hard to, I guess, communicate seriousness if I'm joking a lot. But, you know, hey, I did go to the doctor. And in reality, I'm not, you know, bleeding internally, hunched over in pain all the time, agonizing just constantly. No, I eat, my tummy hurts. What is it? You know, I've thrown up. I've been in some shitty situations, if you will. And I just, you know, what is that? It's And I go into the doctor knowing that, right? But I'm also putting myself under a ton of stress and a headache of just worrying about things. And so when going online, if you are going to self-diagnose, just make sure you're you're calm, cool, collected, and you're using that good old like method of just gathering information. Hey, what's my resources looking like? Where is this information coming from? Do I understand what I'm reading? First and foremost, do I need to maybe ask questions again and get better direction? Obviously, go and see your doctor if you feel like your health is out of whack. Um, I have, I did this on guys of a magazine. So one of the, back to me, wanting to be intentional. What kind of kick-started my health journey, if you will, or my idea of being more intentional with my health was the Time magazine from 2015. It was the Your Body magazine which went really in-depth to health. And it was physical health, mental health, um, and beyond. But it focused a lot on diet, a lot on mental health, and a lot on how to prepare our bodies for longevity. Not necessarily like fitness aspect of physical health, right? But it definitely went into like, an example, fish oil for joint health, right? Like it went into the necessity for healthy fats for uh, recovery for athletes, right? It went into some pretty specific things that correlate diet and physical health, mental health and diet, mental health and physical health, and how it's all intertwined. They all have to do with one another. And that really opened my eyes to, oh, wow, it is all interconnected. What I put into my body is what I get out of it. And that goes for the physical things, the food, the nutrients, the resources, and the non-tangibles, the non-physicals, the thoughts, the ideas, the, you know, what I think spoke to me about all of that was that there's no easy path to physical health and easy path to mental health and easy path to, uh, you know, internal health, if you will. It's all the same. It's, it all plays such a role in understanding the roles each plays within one another it just I was like man here's this puzzle now and but it got me excited it got me excited to learn about the body it got me excited to learn about uh you know fitness obviously I was getting into like MMA at the time really got into weightlifting at the time uh started just I mean I got into everything at the time any type of physical activity I had always done sports like growing up but when I got into music and started doing the band thing I didn't give a fuck about health man it was the last thing I thought about all I thought about was partying having a good time hanging out with friends playing music again just having a good time causing a mess you know wasn't until I guess I just started changing my lifestyle and events in my life came about that I'm was like, okay, hey, maybe health and things, maybe I need to start paying attention to this. So going back to all of that, um, 
I really became just enamored with wanting to learn more information about the body and how it worked, and that magazine really kicked it off for me. And just in picking and choosing where I wanted to go at specific times in my life, you know, it just like as far as losing weight, diet, like that was a big one. Learning what was good foods for me, bad foods for me, obviously like not eating fast food every day, but you know, just learning how to cook better, learning how to prepare food. It opened health, the journey of health opened my eyes and my mind to just so much more than just being a healthy person. But it got me in better physical shape. It helped shape my idea and my attitude towards competition, towards health, towards longevity, towards life, towards what we're doing here. And it just, for me, it was something that was really important for like a long time. And even then, you know, I didn't get through unscathed. I don't think anybody really gets through unscathed and doesn't, you know, have some sort of injuries or illness or sickness or symptom or something that they're dealing with, you know, periodically or occasionally throughout their lives, some more so than others, right? We do know people, obviously, that do have just constant illnesses or sicknesses or just, you know, the bad bill of health, unfortunately. And for them, getting your health in order and in check can be even more difficult, you know. But there are examples of people that are doing that and that have done that successfully. Obviously, there are ways to do it, and I'm sure a lot of it does come down to discipline and understanding and, you know, application, obviously, and it's just, it's a lot. And so I can understand getting your health into check being tough. It is a very tough order, uh, but it is it is possible. And so with that being said, the the... Time Body Magazine from six years ago. Uh, every now and then, a reference to that does me some justice because it, it goes into just the, I guess, foundation of this is what, what what does work, right? These ideas do work, and it's a matter of understanding them and applying them properly, and that's another thing. I think and this goes back to my doctor. I, over the last couple of years piggybacking off of the time magazine and what started it i've learned that you need to build a good relationship with your doctors and who you're uh you know who's taking care of your body obviously and i'm actually at a point where i may i may actually be wanting to switch doctors i've had the same doctor pretty much since i've been out here in austin i think i started seeing him in 2017 and he's a great guy his name's uh well i guess i won't shout him out but his first name's Tobias. Tobias is a great guy. Uh, and he's just, you know, he's awesome. He's he's a good dude. And again, I take the initiative when I'm in there to make sure I ask him questions and, and just intentional, right? I don't want to come across as someone that's being annoying or, uh, you know, because I know people get anxiety. It's not comfortable for a lot of people to talk to their doctors. They're just not comfortable asking questions about their body, especially when they don't know what they're asking. And sometimes when you ask someone, a specific question or something that they're uh, an expert in, right? And they give you a response, it can come off condescending, or maybe they don't give you the time of day because they're the expert and you should just listen to them and not ask questions. People get in these weird, you know, loopholes of what ifs when they think about talking to their doctor about specific things. And I did the same thing with a dentist. I fucking hated the dentist for years and years and years. And now I make my fucking dentist appointment. 80% of the time I'm showing up, you know, I'm getting good results from going to the dentist for the last four or five years consistently rather than just once a year, you know, and like got over my fear of the dentist of whatever that was. Lo and behold, I can also get over my fear of like talking about my body and the inevitability that eventually it is going to start breaking down on me and I am going to have to start taking the proper precautions to maybe rebuild it, rejuvenate it, keep it fresh, keep it moving in a state that is comfortable with my lifestyle, right? And for me, that is staying active. That is having uh, the ability to enjoy food, enjoy drinks, enjoy leisure, enjoy ac physical activity and putting in the effort, man. I definitely fucking get my ass kicked constantly and put myself through a lot of suffering to be able to live the way that I want. And I also understand that, you know, there's work that needs to be put in if you want to be able to enjoy things in life as you get older. Like we have to make sure we're maintaining our bodies. We have to make sure that we're maintaining, you know, we're learning about gut health at a rapid rate 
in terms of health and wellness and that whole sphere of things over the last couple of years. But gut, gut health has become a prominent factor in restoring people's health, specifically like infl- inflammatory diseases, right? Think gout, um, arthritis, you know, just think about it. Inflammation that t- tackles so, so much. Uh, being able to reset one's gut health or gut microbiome is tackling inflammation at a source that normally wasn't tackled. Like gut health is a very new thing people are learning about and actually implementing practices on how to take people's shitty gut health and rejuvenate it and make it better. And then they're finding out that that has lasting effects on inflammation throughout the body. That was something that they actually talked about in that Time magazine back in 2015, but it had to do with Alzheimer's and neurological diseases. And um, it was basically saying, hey, plaque buildup, inflammation of the brain is what causes circuits to shut down and causes like early, you know, or causes signs of, uh, you know, mental lapses, dementia, Alzheimer's, what have you. Inflammation in the brain is what causes that. And they were talking about that in that Time Body magazine. Well, now they're correlating gut health to that. They're correlating the actual gut feeling that people have talked about forever and actually saying that, that, hey, that has a correlation to your actual feelings and emotions and the gut plays a role. So, you know, there's never been definitives in health and in science. Why are we telling ourselves that there's definitives now? If we're going to approach our health in a way that is healthy and it is sustainable for us, we have to make sure that we're understanding that things can change and things will change. But there are answers out there. There are solutions and answers out there that remain uh, constant and that remain, you know, maybe pillars of health. And it's learning those while also being able to adapt to the changes, right? Think of uh, sicko, calories in, calories out. That's what they call that, right? That's, That's the key to fat loss. If you want to lose fat and you want to lose weight, you got to burn more calories than you're putting in. Like that's a method that will never, I think, change or evolve, right? But we're also going to figure out different ways that you can burn calories or different ways that you can utilize calories for energy. Think the ketogenic diet. That diet's blown up over the last four or five years for a number of different reasons, but it seems to be effective. People wrote it off for years and years and years. I remember for years, I had to happen to be... um, I mean, we had just moved out here to Texas, if I, my memory serves me correctly. And, you know, I was, I never tested my piss or my blood or didn't do any of that, but we did do the high fat, low carbs, like moderate protein, whatever you want to call it, for quite some time. We were doing the MCT oils. Uh, and, you know, I felt, I felt differently from it. Um, again, not testing my blood, didn't doubt I ever went into like actual ketosis. Um, you know, but I definitely saw the perks of having like, I don't know. I thought what I was getting was keto flu. A lot of people say that, Hey, when you just change your diet, those kinds of things happen. But being able to lean into a diet that was pretty easy to follow, right? Kind of, I mean, I don't want to also say the Atkins diet. I know there's a lot of, uh, comparisons there cause it's low carb, if you will, I guess. Um, but you know, there's diets that initially when they come out are considered maybe fads or a couple of main people talk about them and they get kind of written off. But now look at us now, four or five years later, ketogenic diet is still a diet that's recommended. It's still a recommended by, you know, a lot of different people in a lot of different areas of life, fitness, non-fitness, like the benefits of a diet like that, that was initially developed to help with seizures is now being able to be studied in a way that it is we're getting benefits in real time you know it's a matter of a couple of months and a couple of tests and they're able to find out what kind of diets these you know or what kind of effects these diets are having on people i gotta take it back to this time magazine back in 2015 they were talking about how the mediterranean diet is probably one of the healthiest diets you could possibly be on just based on you know cancer rates in the mediterranean area of the world uh different other kinds of health issues heart disease uh, yeah, a bunch of health-related issues pertaining to diet and what people are basically ingesting their entire lives, right? If you're on a Mediterranean diet your whole life or an American diet your whole life, your body is going to acclimate that acclimate to that differently over your lifetime, right? And you're going to, it's going to evolve and change to a certain way that is adapted to that diet for better or for worse. And 
back in 2015, they were saying, hey, the Mediterranean diet is probably considered one of the most healthy, beneficial diets you could possibly be on based on the health effects of those on a Mediterranean diet constantly. And what do you know? Mediterranean diet still talked about as one of the best diets possibly be on. And that's not to say that it's going to work for everybody, right? That's not to say everybody has to be on the Mediterranean diet. Not everybody can do the carnivore diet. Not everybody can do keto, low carb, no carb, whatever. Not everybody is cut out for every diet. I think that that's also very, very prevalent. And that can also create issues when there are diehard identity, diet identity people out there where this diet is my identity and it's the only way to go. You know, the fucking keto kids were that way for a long time you know, and so there's a lot of confusion and distractions and loud noises when it comes to health, wellness, and where to start and where to begin and what to do and what not to do, and that can be confusing for people, so don't hesitate to talk to your fucking doctors, don't hesitate to just ask questions, hey, I, and this is a literal fucking question that I asked my doctor, or that conversation I had with my doctor, hey, I'm trying to get myself and better health. And this was a long time ago. Hey, I, I'm trying to take my health seriously. I may ask some questions. Don't hesitate to tell me I'm wrong or whatever. Like you're the professional. I'm coming to you for help, but I'm also not coming to you. I didn't tell him this part, obviously, but you have to kind of lead your conversations this way. Hey, I'm coming to you for my health. You're the professional and you're supposed to give me the information I need for my health, right? I'm not just coming in here to be written a prescription and then written off, you know? And if there's anything that's probably empowered me to become more vocal like that, it's dealing with my mom's health issues. My mom has gout, um, along with just, you know, she's old, so she's got things going on. And she's primarily healthy, again, right, kicking, still n- nothing crazy, but gout is a fucking bitch, and when she has flares up, flare-ups every now and then, it fucking sucks. She can't, she can't move her arm, her hands, like, it's the worst. And she has had some scary incidences. She has had some real scary incidences where she's had to be hospitalized uh, because of pain, um, inability to move, inability to, like, get up and, and eat and do basic bodily things. Like, she was having some rough spots there for a minute to where we had to go out and visit her, um, you know, but she also made a drastic change in her life. She made a huge, huge drastic change in her life. Uh, several drastic changes, obviously. Diet was one of them. She really kicked in her diet. She still has her moments where I'm like, Mom, you got to be better about this. You got to be better about that. The sugars, the, the fried foods, the this, the that. But a complete change in her diet. Uh, has also dropped the weight and had the records of health to prove that where they are telling her, hey, you're getting better here, you're getting better there. Completely cold turkey stopped drinking. Completely cut out alcohol. And for me, you know, this is a personal thing. If you've listened to the podcast, you know this. Addiction definitely runs in my family. Um, and I've kind of sat back and assessed myself. I'm like, all right, where's this bug? What do I have to do to kind of prevent it from biting me? And if it does show up, what do I do to kind of mitigate, you know, what, am, what are we looking at? Alcohol, thankfully, is something that I'm not dependent on. It's not something that, um, you know, is keeping me from being healthy. I, that's, that's fine. I don't need to drink. I don't need to necessarily do that to feel like I'm, I'm being fulfilled. Do I enjoy it? Yeah, of course I do. Fuck yeah. You know, who doesn't? Who doesn't enjoy a drink with the buddies or a nice glass of, uh, you know, wine for those of you that drink wine, right? I enjoy going out and getting drinks with my wife, having a good time, just relaxing a little bit, you know, but that's not something for me that is, is detrimental, right? Where for her, it was for her, it was something that was not only affecting her in other ways, right? Because it did have its, its, its bite on you, if you will, or on her or in the grip, right? But her health wise, like it took her being hospitalized to realize, Hey, this is more than just me, uh, you know, battling this like mental thing. It's this bodily health thing and if I want to be able to see my kids grow up and become what they want to become and whatever she's got to be able to stick around right and that was her her wake-up call if you will um but seeing her someone that's in her going to be in her 70s in the next year or two uh be able to speak up and take her health and my mom doesn't take shit from nobody no doctors nothing she's now gotten to the she has her doctors that she loves that she knows because she can communicate with them and they communicate with her and she does have these little records that show that she is progressing in areas and getting better and doing the right thing and she's getting off medications here and getting off there i think that's the main goal right we also don't want to just i refuse to sit and you know 
just take a pill for a stomach pain that I'm having, especially if it's what I'm eating and what I'm actually putting in my body that can prevent or fix it, you know? And I think a lot of people that do have experiences with health are maybe accustomed to just taking a pill to make it better or know that there's something out there that can, you know, mitigate pain and make issues better when I think really putting the body back in health and restoring the body back to health is an important topic. And health perspectives, they're just, they're different for everybody. You know, the only real right move to get your health in order is just to become more intentional with it. Become more, keep that at the forefront of your mind constantly, you know, to some degree when at least fucking once a day, man, hey, did I get my vitamins in? Did I get my nutrients? Am I eating yet? Have I drank enough water? Like there should be these little checks we're doing with ourselves and I'm kicking myself in the ass for not doing it more, more so. And I felt like I was doing it enough, man. I felt like I really was doing it enough to where, you know, I could go to people and say, hey, I'm healthy. I feel great, you know? And I do, I fucking do. This is why this is so frustrating for me and why I'm trying to wave this flag of, pay attention to whatever it is you got going on coffee i got this in my notes i might have to give up coffee do you know how heartbreaking that is for me right now i am fucking so upset that i may not be able to drink as much coffee as i do i drink coffee every fucking day which isn't good i'm realizing that hey coffee every day is not good i probably need some fucking self-control i probably needs a little bit of more discipline in my life right as i chug a cold brew no, I'm just kidding. It's water. Um, I I do know that discipline has so much to do with this too, and I'm laughing only because uh, I do have that on there, right? I do have, I do have that discipline is is a, is key, and that is, I say that wholeheartedly in delivering this mess of a podcast to you is discipline is the only way you're really going to get your health in check. But I think a lot of people expect one diet to do it or one vitamin or pill or regimen to really get your health in check and where it needs to be. And no, 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 no. It's a constant continued collective effort of making sure that you're willing to a listen to your body and listen to accurate health and medicine science, right? And where do you do that? You get that from talking to your doctor, your care physician, an expert in the field. And how do you know that they're legit? You fucking do the work and make sure checking your resources is not hard. Is Are they a doctor? Cool. Where do they go to fucking school at? You should be able to figure this out. Do they have their license in their office? Are they, do they have reviews on Google? Are they accredited somewhere, somehow? Do they, are they a fucking doctor? Please double check. Because there are people out there doing woo-woo. There's a lot of people out there doing woo-woo as well. And with COVID being, I think, the catalyst for a lot of people getting their health in check, let's look at some of the opposite effects of that. People have maybe gotten this disdain for medicine. Maybe they've grown to uh, not necessarily trust the health and medicine fields, you know, especially those working in those fields how many of you know nurses or doctors that said hey i can't do this anymore i just can't like i know several you know and a lot of them are just people i meet that happen to just tell me hey i used to be in healthcare and i don't want to be anymore okay cool like this is also something that people that are involved in the industry they're going through their own things right but as individuals we have a responsibility on ourselves to ourselves to make sure that we're not blindly just going out there and letting what happens happens. Like, we've got to act like we're in control some fucking how. Somehow. And maybe this is more of a podcast about control and controlling your health. But the only way we can do that is if we're really intentionally trying to get better at it. And if we're intentionally trying to make a change a noticeable one, one that we know is going to also have positive long-term effects because it's our health, it's our wellness, it's the only reason that we're fucking able to continue day in and day out. Pleading over here. I'm pleading. No, I'm pleading to everybody. Fucking get your health checked. Please, just just get it, get it right. Another great resource 
that you guys can turn to is the fucking internet for the hundredth time. And I know I said earlier, hey, be careful when you go on the web and like search for things and go down the hypochondriac rabbit hole like I did. But again, at the end of the day, me, Brian, I can sit back and go, okay, dude, what, what, what are we really reading here? What are we really taking in? How do I really feel? People sometimes can't have that dialogue with themselves and they can't bring themselves back to center or bring themselves back to that balance that I like to talk about all the time. And that can be hard. So for those of you that do have a hard time, maybe, um, you know, just deducing the situation for yourself and what you do know and what you don't know and keeping a level head about it, maybe you panic, right? Well, media is a great way to consume information. And there's a podcast that I found, uh, and I specifically found it through the Joe Rogan podcast. He was a guest on Rogan. But he himself is a scientist and I believe a doctor, a biologist, if I'm not mistaken. He is, um, Andrew Huberman is his name, H-U-B-E-R-M-A-N. And he has a podcast called The Huberman Lab. And he's done it for, I think, like a year now. He's got several episodes on there. Uh, He did two really, really good episodes in May on gut health and the microbiome and the digestive system and how they're all interlinked and how basically from your mouth to your butthole, it's all one big landmass and there's a bunch of different bacteria and basically people on it and they all got their own little jobs and goals in your digestive health and a lot of our underlining issues, inflammation, like I mentioned earlier, um, you know, Again, we are learning that there's a lot of mental result or mental reactions based on our gut health and our gut microbiome and our feelings and our attitudes. So there is a lot that he goes into and basically lays it all out on the gut, blames it all on the gut and says, hey, our digestive tract and our gut and our entire internal system that consumes and then uh, exudes energy, I guess, right? Consumes and exudes consumes and produces energy i'm the fucking communication major i know what i'm talking about no our bodies our internal system that consumes the the energy that consumes all the shit that we put into it and then produces it into energy and gives that back to us so we can run and be active and laugh and go and do our fun shit and party and all the shit that we love doing that whole system is directly linked to everything else and those two episodes for me man it made me want to do this podcast even more. And I knew that the minute I was like feeling shitty, I was like, all right, I got to talk about health and make sure that that's something that I'm understanding and also putting out there for people to talk about. Because again, it's tough. And for the lack of me being on like social media and shit, I'm, I've, I hate people going on and preaching about like diet this and diet that but I have to I have to go on there and be like hey I'm putting my health forward and making sure that I'm making these changes and I always fucking like talking about my coffee and posting about the coffee and oh the food porn and all this shit and like oh man I just gotta again it comes back down to being intentional so the Huberman Lab Huberman Lab however you pronounce it that fucking podcast is phenomenal and his way of conveying information he's obviously I think he was a professor at one point because he delivers these episodes like they're lectures so there's a lot of solo episodes that he does he also has guests on but um his solo episodes are phenomenal and he delivers a lot of them like lectures and goes over them point by point basis and kind of recaps and it's great I'm gonna try to learn uh, more from just his delivery and uh how he yeah, just translates his message and his information because it's, it's great. Uh, what other reference did I have? I think, oh, how to change your mind on Netflix. This is uh, one other one that I wanted to talk about real quick before we wrap this up. So how to change your mind, maybe leaning in more towards the mental health. How to change your mind is a documentary or a docuseries on Netflix about psychedelics and they cover MDMA, psilocybin, LSD, and peyote. So it's a four-part series, each episode dealing with uh, one of those drugs. And they basically go through the process of the psychedelic trip and how it can be therapeutic for both mental health and behavior. And what some people in the show talk about is how it was related to their physical health and how people changed, had dietary habits that changed because of, uh, their psychedelic trips. Uh, you know, a lot of people were dealing with obviously depression, PTSD, anxiety, 
um, different mental things. And so obviously the psychedelics helped there, but there were some physical attributes that were also affected by the psychedelic trips. And a lot of them were related to behavior. You know, there were a couple people with some addictive issues, some addiction issues doing the psychedelic trips helped change those behaviors and put things into a different perspective for them. Uh, other people had just bad health choices, you know, food, uh, again, substance abuse, if you will. And so the connection again to the mind and to the health, the overall well-being of our bodies, the physical health, it's so important. And even though this has to do with psychedelics and their place and their part, it, I think, further underlines like nature's ability to just do us right, you know. And one of the biggest things um, that I took away from How to Change Your Mind was that the westernized systems here, and this isn't a knock on the West by any means or America, I'm just painting the obvious. These are very obvious things. I don't think people are naive to this anymore. But the West, the U.S., doesn't necessarily put health at the forefront of the like daily routine or the day-to-day or the American lifestyle, if you will. The American lifestyle doesn't necessarily put health as a, as a, as a priority. And with that, I think, comes a real disservice to what we think is right and wrong and what we think is good and bad for us. Uh, And this movie underlined that more so from the medicinal side of things like, uh, you know, prescription drugs versus psychedelics why have someone take a prescription drug for years and years and years and years on a daily basis when maybe a couple psychedelic trips under a therapeutic setting could help them and 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 keep them off the medication and it also highlighted that for me for physical health like and that's something that COVID also highlighted is there was no attention to physical health during COVID when obesity and being unhealthy was a catalyst for getting the disease right? That was a reason that that was actually a catalyst for dying with the disease was if you were, if you had a comorbidity factor, if you were already overweight or already diabetic or already had an autoimmune disease issue, or, you know, you were already dealing with some sort of health issue, COVID emphasized that and you were much more likely to die. And you would expect people, I think, to take, you would expect the public emergency or the, you know, the federal government in their public emergency announcements to maybe say, hey, you need vitamin D and you need to be healthy, maybe change your diet, do this, stay away from fatty foods, processed sugars, things like that, carbohydrates. And the West is known for processed foods. We're the most processed food country in the world. The United States, 100%. The primary, a lot of the Western created diet is processed, unfortunately. And this goes to show that instead of promoting a healthy diet, like fruits, vegetables, you know, whole grains, your healthy meats, your healthy fats, those things, they push fast food and snacks and all these processed sugars and these gross things that we all use. We all do that. We all are victim to it. Very few people stay away from it a hundred percent all the time, never break. Right. And there's nothing wrong with enjoying a bag of chips every now and then right? It's just, there should be more focus on what you can do to keep your body as healthy as possible. So when you do want to enjoy those things, it isn't detrimental to your health. It isn't detrimental to your well-being overall, right? And there's not a focus on that with both medicine and overall general health in terms of like diet. And how to change your mind really uh, emphasize that. And it's unfortunate. And so, you know, I don't know if my podcast does anything. I don't know if this does anything for wanting to motivate people or, or in influences people to get healthy or get their health in check. But it took hearing about health a couple of different ways for me back, you know, in 2000, whatever, 14, 15 to really put my health at the forefront of my mind. And it was just it being in front of me constantly that actually made me take that step so if this is something that you listen to and all of a sudden you're like hey maybe i should get my health in order too because my tummy hurts more than it should or you know whatever i don't like these little migraine headaches i get or these crashes i get during the middle of the day and that's another thing too i'm also more and more i'm reading on just gut health and like 
digestion i'm learning more about how it affects your body like when even when you're like not eating or you're not expending energy uh like stuff that you ate the day before can affect like your midday crash the following day which is kind of crazy regardless if you had like a workout or a burst of energy or any type of like physical activity in between like it's just your gut is going to go through this certain process you know after taking this food in and it's also going to affect your mental state and you're this and you're just going to have a crash and there's nothing you can do to avoid it it's weird like it's other you just have to change your diet you have to literally change what you're eating to not to avoid that so yeah i guess i'm just going down this health rabbit hole and here i am waving that health flag and i think everybody else should um, feel empowered and encouraged too as well if you already haven't i know that the last couple of years for everybody it's been uh it's been tough health wise and so yeah highly recommend it. And you're now on this journey with me. So like I said, I'm going to be talking about health for a little bit. Next couple episodes, you guys are definitely going to see it on my social media. Once I start figuring out what's going on, getting some results back, I haven't been able to post about jujitsu or working out or anything because I've for the last two weeks have not done shit. I've been other than shit (laughs) for lack of a better way to put it. I have done nothing. So I'm itching. I'm itching to fucking get out and do something and just be like, normal again so yeah let's nip this in the butt get your health in check like i said at the beginning of the podcast guys if you want to support this podcast check out one of our sponsors phoenixfit.com that's fnxfit.com save yourself 15 percent by using the promo code chaos fnx fightbackcbd.com save yourself 20 percent by using the promo code chaos at checkout don't forget to follow the podcast on social medias Instagram, Twitter, The Common Chaos, um, and commonchaos.net. Check it out. Sign up for the email list. Get a free shirt, tank top. Contribute. If this podcast has done anything for you or if you guys enjoy it, if you like it, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for tuning in once again. Give it a like, share, follow, subscribe, share it with a friend. You guys are fantastic. I hope that balance finds you well. And uh, don't forget to love each other. Oh, shouts out, shout outs to uh, Aaron Newman and uh, Josh Fox, two tremendous human beings. And uh, yeah, they've been unrelated to the health topics. They've been just phenomenal talking to me and uh, hearing my thoughts and ideas out and always being there to like give feedback and shit. So shout outs. Love you guys. Bye.